Hi everyone. So yesterday we spoke about how we each have a direct pipeline straight to Hashem, who's the infinite source of blessings. And it's not like there's this basket of goodies that are being divided among us. We're each an only child and the supply is unlimited. So today I want to share with you an idea that Rav Pinkus Zatzal writes about in Sha'aram B'Tefillah to explain how Tefillah plays a role in this process because it's literally life-changing. So those of you who are with us from the beginning may recall that we spent a lot of time discussing why we don't always see immediate results. And we went through different perspectives to appreciate the impact that every tefillah has, even if it doesn't seem to us like anything is happening. By the way, side note, I happen to teach tefillah to my 8th graders, and I always say that it's so useful to be single, because if you ask any of my students what we learned in tefillah classes, they're going to tell you that the topic of almost every lesson is, where is Morris Hassan if she's been davening so hard for so many years? We spent like months just going through tons of answers to this, and you can't imagine how it changes their entire approach to davening. So while I teach, I love drawing diagrams on the board to explain my lessons. The only thing is, minor issue, I happen to be artistically challenged. Like, I literally can't draw a cupcake if I tried. So by the time class is over, unless you were actually there, you would have no clue what all these ridiculous illustrations on the board are all about, which just made everything even more fun, to the point that my students literally asked me permission to pull out cameras at the end of the lesson and take photos of the blackboard. I kid you not. But since we've already gone through most of these ideas on the podcast, I decided to generously share my artwork with all of you, just so you could get a kick out of it. And I'll write which clip it corresponds to, so you could re-listen if you'd like. Okay, so now that I wasted half the time schmoozing, let's get down to business. What I'm going to say might sound really obvious, something that even a five-year-old knows, but I want to present this to you the way that Rav Shimshim Pincus presents it, because it gives a lot of clarity on how davening works. So first he starts with a basic rule. Yesod ha'atzlach ha'amar ha'avodah hula'da'as sh'atfilah himen ha'yesodos sh'akol omer elian. Which means that the foundation of success is to know that tefillah is the source that everything depends on. Whether it's personal needs or help with working on our Buddha Hashem, it's impossible to attain good without tefillah. If we want good, we need to ask for it from Hashem because he's the source, he's the infinite source of all good. And then what he does is he breaks it down into two important points about davening for something. So number one is like this. Even if someone doesn't deserve something, you know, maybe they don't have enough zechuyos or enough mitzvos. Through tefillah, he could get it, even if he doesn't deserve it. And number two is the opposite. Even if he does deserve something, without tefillah, sometimes he won't be able to get it. In other words, brachos could be waiting for him in Shemayim, but tefillah is the key to unlock it. So to me, this is really powerful because it means that almost nothing is inaccessible to us. We don't even have to deserve it. We could dive in hard, and then even if we weren't worthy of a certain shut-off or whatever it is that we want, we still stand a chance. And B, it also means that we can't fold our hands and do nothing. Our shut-off could literally be ready and waiting for us, but it needs tefillos. And we don't necessarily know how many tefillos it needs till 
we could unlock this prize. So it takes a lot of persistence, sometimes years and years. But, you know, we don't always see immediate results, and that's part of it. But this is how the world was created already from the time of Brasa Ola. Right? I think many of you know this example. On Friday, after the whole world was already created, the grass still didn't grow. Right? It was waiting right by the opening of the ground, but it didn't come out because no one was created yet to daven for rain until Adam was created because we need tefillah in order for Rachos to come. Same with Yitzchak. Even though Hashem promised Avram that he would have future generations, he didn't have children until the Pasuk says that Hashem accepted his tefillahs. And also the same with Gauls Mitzrayim, right? Even though Hashem promised the Avos that they would be redeemed from Mitzrayim, the Gula only happened after it says, Vayishma Elohim Kasam. Without Tefillah, they wouldn't have been saved. In order to get anything, it needs to pass through this gate of Tefillah. And a lot of times it takes Amuna to believe in the power of Tefillah, but it's the key to all success and to everything that we want. So this might seem very basic and obvious to many of us, but for some reason, every time I review this idea, it gives me a new surge to dive in. So I decided to share it with you, and I hope that it helps you as well.